Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's guest is an international seminar leader and speaker, author, and creator of The Deserving Process. In today's conversation, Dr. Josh Wagner and I are going to be providing some new insights on how to overcome self-sabotage and how to undo undeserving beliefs so that you can thrive in both your business, if you have one, your life, and most certainly your health. Dr. Wagner is originally trained as a doctor of chiropractic medicine and found so interestingly in his his practice that the patients and clientele that he worked with that believed they deserved to heal were those that got the best outcomes, achieved the highest goals, and got the best results. So this simple DIY system called the deserving process helps to transform those undeserving beliefs into deserving ones in any and all areas of your life. We're going to decode what this deserving process actually is how to use it, and how you can benefit from it. And at the end, you'll also get a link and some details on how to listen to a guided process uh, for free on his website as well. So let's dive in. I want you to open your mind. I want you to notice where you might feel undeserving in your life and see how the simple process may be able to support you specifically. 
welcome to the show today, Dr. Wagner. I am so excited to have you on. Hey, I'm excited to be here and share with your audience. Thank you. So you have uh, passed a history in seeing patients at a private pa- practice as, as a doctor, as a practitioner, and have now evolved into this really powerful message that I think so many listeners are going to resonate today and that you write about in your book, You Deserve It, around the deserving process. Can you talk to us and tell us that evolution of working as a practitioner to then now becoming this speaker, leader, author, consultant in the world? Absolutely. So I fell in love with chiropractic. I'm a chiropractor. And I fell in love with that during my college years. Uh, Both my brother and mother had had good results with basic back issues everyone knows chiropractic for. Mm -hmm. And the more I dove into it, the all natural, the holistic, the vitalistic premises of chiropractic that the body is uh, self-healing and that it's, it's, it's created to give its best ability to always heal, um, intrigued me. I was never someone to just pop Tylenol if I had a headache. And what happened was I fell in love with the actual art and science and philosophy of chiropractic, but I realized the day-to-day treating and taking care of patients wasn't what really where my heart was and my passion. And, And interestingly, I I would say I'm the opposite of the empathic healer because since I didn't have, I never experienced much musculoskeletal physical pain in my life. Mm -hmm. I really couldn't relate to a lot of the patients coming in with either acute or chronic pain. And it wasn't just back and neck. Um, I I was taking care of people with MS and Parkinson's and chronic headaches and, and more systemic issues. Um, but I couldn't relate, which means I also couldn't relate as much when they would see results and whether they went from 90% pain to 10% or nothing. And, and really someone's life is changing when they don't have headaches anymore. They can sleep through the night. They're, they don't have that chronic, let's say, pebble in the shoe or, or a knife in the back. And so as much as I loved the practice, um, or I loved the, the philosophy of it, the day-to-day practice just didn't fill me up. But what I did see and what did make a difference is hearing the pain behind the pain. Mm -hmm. So not just the physical, the bodily condition or ailment, but how that stressed patients out. And of course it stresses, of course. Um, And hearing the difference in their life when the peace of mind set in. You know, it was very common to have, let's say, young females with like fibromyalgia share about they would wake up scared every day. Is this ever going to go away? Is this going to be worse than the last day? And and like this, yeah, this level of just like nervousness and fear, um, totally outside of the actual physical pain of it. And seeing that change was really fulfilling. And that's what really what's led me to contribute to people now outside of a uh, chiropractic sense or a treatment sense um, and really focus on the headspace. Mm-hmm. And what I came to see in patients of all walks of life, whether it was a musculoskeletal or a more systemic chronic issue, is the ones who had the best chance of seeing results and healing. And I say the best chance. I'm not saying this isn't black or white, 100%. 
uh, difference, but the best chance and made the most progress quickest were the ones who actually believed that they deserved to get through their condition. Mm -hmm. And if you really stop and think, so you may be listening to this and currently dealing with a chronic ailment or condition. And if you're not, think about another area of life that's really important to you. Like maybe you're building your wellness practice. And if you feel stuck in that endeavor or in your healing process, just quiet your mind and ask yourself that one, this one question, do I truly believe I deserve getting through this or getting the results I want? Mm. And what happens is that most of us actually don't truly believe we deserve it. Mm -hmm. We've been conditioned that we're supposed to be in pain or struggle or life to be tough or not work out. And this is one manifestation of that. You know, for some it's, it's financial stress for others. It's physical um, body health. And that one mindset switch, which is what I teach when you mention the deserving process, the deserving process is a meditative process to flip your switch from undeserving to deserving in the specific area you want to see change in. Mm -hmm. And from all of my years of study, practitioner, working with, with, with individuals, both um, health-wise or just life and success-wise, that's what I've come to see as the single greatest determinant, the single greatest factor that changes whether the path is rocky and frustrating and unfulfilling and, and constant quitting and failure and little results mm -hmm. or the path where you are seeing results and it's flowing naturally and the synchronicities of life, like the right practitioner comes in at the right time, the right uh, treatment, you know, just things start working mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel like you have to push the rock, the boulder up the hill. So yeah. that's my biggest contribution. If you're on this right now in any area of your health or your life is stuck is really tapping into your deserving belief because there's no inherent reason that it doesn't matter your gender, your age, your religion, your background, your, your ethnicity, no one is inherently undeserving of what you want in life. Yeah. But it's easy to grow up and believe that based on maybe what our parents said or what the news said or what the movies say and uh, what the bully said. And that's what we've got to work through. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm curious, Sarah, what, you know, what do you hear from that? I just want to really drive this home to the listener and, and really help them understand that what you're saying is, as I understand it, that in your, in your personal practice and what you've seen is you could be doing the same, someone could come in with the same ailment and you could be doing the same exact treatments on that person. But the difference is the person who comes in with that mindset of, I deserve to be well, I deserve to heal. I deserve to have a financial abundance or abundance in all areas of my life versus the person who feels like I'm not worth this. I'm not valuable. Something in my life has shown me, taught me, made me believe that I'm not valuable or worthy of experiencing abundance or health or wealth or whatever the thing is that goal is, a successful practice or a business of their own. That ends up being the thing that is really determining their trajectory and their path. And so I just, I want to repeat really what you're saying so people really understand like how 
big of a potential this has if you then tap into your inherent worth and the truth of that you are deserving and how much that could change your trajectory if you're feeling stuck or at a plateau in any area of your life. So Josh, I'd love for you to talk more about this deserving process and how we can use it and benefit it, benefit from it in all of our lives. Absolutely. And thank you for restating that and going deeper into it because that, that is the linchpin. So before getting into the deserving process, you know, think about 10 people can have the same weight loss goals and go on the same exact diet Mm -hmm. Ten people can have the same diagnosis or back pain and have the same treatment. We all know they're going to get 10 different results. And that's what, whether it's medicine, whether it's holistic, whether it's a diet, whether it's a seminar you go to and it's, you know, the underlying factor is not the pathway. It's, what the way your brain is currently wired on the pathway and you're not born with again an undeserving stamp on your forehead now you may have undeserving beliefs when you're born like literally just genetically from your parents and grandparents and all of that yeah but it's not it's it's not imprinted that it can't be changed and right. that's a big thing a lot of people think oh you know i'm of canadian descent that can't be changed no undeserving beliefs for the most part, are acquired when you're young, but it doesn't mean something couldn't have happened last month. Mm-hmm. And it's there's a way to get through them. So the deserving process, which actually I have a 20-minute audio of me guiding through the, the process on my website that anyone could have access to so you could actually start doing it. Mm-hmm. It's outlined in my book, but essentially it's first going to the place that most people aren't taught to go to and don't want to go to, which is actually being aware of, looking at, and addressing what are those undeserving beliefs? Mm-hmm. Like when I asked you that question, you, you probably, if you were really thinking about an area of life that's stuck, then most likely you don't have a confident, certain, yes, I believe I deserve mm-hmm. moving through this or having the results I want. And don't worry, that's natural. The more you're aware of that, the more you look at, well, why don't I believe I deserve that? You know, and then start thinking about your history. Think about your upbringing. What were the seeds that were planted in you, usually from parents? Oftentimes we inherit our parents' deserving beliefs. Mm. That's most, it's it's often easiest to see in relationships and our financial life. Like we often believe we deserve the financial, the socioeconomic financial situation that our parents had. Uh, and that we grew up because of our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, same with relationships. Uh, you know, if you didn't see your parents, like, like for, you know, if you didn't see your parents, um, you know, happy and in love, you're conditioned to believe, well, oh, when I grew up, that's what marriage is supposed to look like. Like mm-hmm. they live together, they're roommates, but they're not happy and in love. Um, and people, two different people can take that two different ways. A lot of people take it as, well, that's how it's supposed to be. That's what I deserve because that's my parents and I came from them. Mm-hmm. But other people can take it as, oh, that's not what I want. I know it can be like fun and juicy and exciting. And that's what I want it to be like. So starting to really look at where these beliefs may have come from, like a belief of, I don't deserve to be pain-free. I don't deserve to just be in a state of peacefulness and contentness, which you know, is hard when you're in chronic pain. Yeah. Or dealing with a 
the fear and anxiety of, will this ever go away? Will this get worse? Is it going to be, am I going to be able to sleep through the night? So when you can find those, you have the much better ability to actually work on them and deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, the, the first part. It's really a, a two-part process. And the first is actually confronting your deserving, undeserving beliefs. Because if you don't, if you don't work on it directly, it's always going to be that elephant in the room of your subconscious and conscious. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't sugarcoat it. So for instance, with, with entrepreneurs or business owners, it's often so much about setting the goals and working backwards. Like you want to make this much money or you want to create this business. Okay, what's the vision? And then let's work backwards and go to it. And that has a place. But if it's on top of undeserving beliefs, again, you can use the same coach, go to the same seminars, have the same exact action plan as someone else with the deserving belief. And that other person is going to move a lot faster, quicker, and actually get where they're going. So if you're focused on, let's say, the treatment or the action plan or the goal or the vision board, but it's on top of undeserving beliefs, it's like creating a mansion on top of a swamp. You can have the best architects, the best equipment, the, the, all the money put into the, the finest materials, but it's going to sink. So this isn't discrediting the treatments, the pathway, the actions, but you've got to fill in that swamp. You've got to fill in that sinkhole, which is an undeserving belief mm. and undeserving beliefs because we just we will self-sabotage. We will reject the treatment. Our body will reject the treatment. Um, what holistic or not, you know, if you can't allow yourself to slow your mind, you're not going to be able to meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 people can do 20 minutes of meditation and have very different results. Yeah. So it's really the first part, which most people don't do because it doesn't sound nice. It doesn't feel great is actually revisiting and experiencing what caused us those initial undeserving beliefs. And if you can't, if you really think about it and you can't find areas in your past growing up that you believe really contributed to this, mm-hmm. you can literally focus on the present and the now of your emotions and negative emotions that feel as though you don't believe you deserve it mm-hmm. and literally work with those. So you don't have to go back in the past because a lot of us, if it was most severe and significant, we really block it out. And we don't remember it. Um, So it's not a necessity, but it is the most powerful. Then on the the other end, after you've done that work and you've dramatically reduced the undeserving belief, the intensity of it, the power of it over you, actually focusing, what does the end result look like? So if you have a chronic condition, illness, not just that it's gone, but like, what does your life actually look like with it gone? All of it. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, how does that feel? Not physically, but emotionally. Mm-hmm. The peace of mind, the joy, the love, the happiness, and the big picture of your life. And so most people, when they set goals, it's all about just the attainment of something or the elimination of something. Like I want to get married or I don't want to have this pain or I want to have a million dollars in the bank, but they don't look at, well, 
how does this actually impact and affect my whole life? Because we all know a lot of people who are married who are not happy. It's, it's not the marriage. It's not the check mark. I could tell you a lot of people with a million dollars in the bank who are more stressed than before they had the million dollars in the bank. Yeah. Um, so looking at the whole picture, like if, if, if you're dealing with a chronic condition, and I believe you're listening to this because you actually care about getting through it, are you focused on just getting it away, getting through it, or, you, or are you, have you written down? Are you able to see, can you focus on what does your life look like mm-hmm. when this is not part of you? And most importantly, what's the emotion you feel? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that emotion is gonna be the opposite of the emotion that the undeserving belief brings. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you gotta have the emotion. And that's, and that's the essence of the deserving process is both of those focuses. Mm-hmm. I see this, I think an example of the first step you were talking about is even in siblings where it's like we grew up in the same household yet our trajectory could be totally different. Yeah, we're different people, but like that mindset within that person that was, you know, fed the same food and like literally lived in the same house. And, uh, how I look at my family and the four of us as kids, my brothers have both passed, but it's like looking at that, the differences and how, if you were to look at us and like standing next to each other and our, or our lives as a snapshot, drastically different, yet we all grew up in that same household and we had completely different mindsets from each other that I think uh, really started to mold the path of what our life kind of did turn into, did evolve into. And I've seen other families and you know groups of siblings stand next to each other. And I'm like, how are you all so different? But like that, that mindset really does uh, shift what we think we're worthy of and what we're deserving of. And then ultimately what we end up manifesting into our life and the, the goals that we do begin to achieve. And I just think that that's so fascinating. And I, I assume that, and you talked about seeing this as a common commonality and a theme within the patients you were seeing as a chiropractor, but I, I have to also assume that you have applied this to your own life. And so I'd love to hear how any, any like hurdles you've overcome or how you've applied to this to your personal life, if you feel comfortable sharing with us in seeing the success that you've seen in your life and business by shifting into that place of, I deserve to blank and then therefore manifesting that way more easily or exponentially faster than the person who doesn't believe that that's possible for them. Absolutely. Without a doubt, apply this to my life and I still apply it every day because I'm human. Mm -hmm. Not only I, like everyone, we're filled with undeserving beliefs in all different areas, but we're also acquiring them all throughout our life. So I'm constantly working like, hey, what's the next area? And then guess what? Going and revisiting other areas because it's just the process of life. There's no, um, okay, you got it and then you're never going to lose it. You know, just like whether it's your health or a relationship or wealth, just because you got something doesn't mean you can coast. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just like you can't eat well and work out to a certain point and then think, oh, now I'm good. I'm good for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's, this, is, this is ongoing. So I'm in the process myself and, of course, have seen great results over the years from the process. And uh, I think a reason people resonate with my book so much is because I share so many personal stories mm-hmm. and they can relate because we're all connected. We're all human. We all 
you know, you, you don't get out of uh, childhood unscathed in some shape, way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And when you were mentioning, Sarah, about your brothers or your, your four siblings, but you're all so different, you know, it sounds like it may contradict what I was saying before of, okay, we inherit this from our parents and the lifestyle we grew up in. And then someone may think, well, then how, how come four siblings who all grew up in the same household under the same parents could be so different? You know, that's just the, the base platform. The majority is specific instances that happened in just moments. Like someone said something to you. Right. You know, for, let's say for a female, it could have been as innocent as being a young girl and asking mom for a snack before dinner and mom saying, no, you don't need that because dinner was going to be in 30 minutes. And the young girl felt that that meant she was overweight, mm -hmm. even though that, you know, mom had no intention. That was not the thing. And literally just in a moment, but your brother never had that experience mm -hmm. and, you know, completely different tra trajectories. And that could turn into something as severe as an eating disorder, yeah. or it could just be a mild frustration over body. Um, right. You know, but every day looking into the mirror, that's significant throughout an entire life. So, so the biggest one for me, well, there are many, but the one I'm most proud of getting through is I had a, up until just a few years ago, a very, very tough, volatile relationship with my own mother because of years of being felt like I was being held to such a standard. I had an older brother who was an A-plus student, captain of sports teams, never got in trouble. And even though I was the A-minus student, you know, mm -hmm. captain of half of my sports teams, got in some trouble, um, you know, nothing was ever good enough. And and he even experienced it, even though even though he seemed to be perfect, you know, he experienced nothing was ever good enough. Um, so a whole youth and childhood of nothing's ever good enough. Like I come home with a ninety five, and she says that, that that's nice, but what happened to the other five? Um, or or winning the basketball team, winning the basketball tournament, and getting the MVP award, mm -hmm. and she's saying, oh, I, I I felt so bad for the team you beat. And it's like, well, what about? my accomplishment, mm -hmm. um, that it turned into, even as an adult, never feeling fully accepted, loved by her, no matter what my accomplishment, just never feeling good enough, and also feeling triggered like I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point years ago, I remember just during a, a meditation, breaking down and feeling like it, it's not worth with the most significant relationship in my life, my mother, mm -hmm. it's not worth having anger. It's not worth this not being peaceful and happy. And like I said in the beginning, being aware of it, confronting it, gave me the ability to say, you know what, I'm going to deal with this. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the practitioners um, I went to see about this it was very influential in the deserving, but like one of the components of the deserving process, which is that first first part of actually working through the undeserving beliefs. Yeah. And and for a good part of the year, I was doing this process, and um, you know, I used to not be able to be around my mom for like twenty four hours without just I needed space. You know, there'd be a, a blow up, and I could literally spend weeks with her, like at her home. And it would, it's sure there may be 1% of the time, some triggers and some reaction, but it's just completely different. And to have that relationship back in my life, um, 
is incredible. It feels great. And I know it means the world going forward with my other relationships, especially mm-hmm. significant other in a, in a female relationship, mm-hmm. um, which has also come about since healing that and repairing that with my mom is, you know, an incredible new relationship of it's about a year to the state uh, right now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, family, uh, uh, significant other romantic relationship. I've done it in, in uh, money and wealth because I grew up where we, middle class, we, we just got by. Like it just worked out, but like most people, my dad worked on the weekends. I'd, I'd, I'd hear him talking about the struggles with work. I'd hear him arguing with my mom about, you know, we don't have enough money, you need to get a job. And part of what that instilled in me was craving financial freedom yeah absolutely craving that Mm -hmm. so um and having that now and being completely grateful for it Mm -hmm. contributing to others and and not taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. I'm just starting to, I'm still working, working through it in the moment right now, but seeing how this has applied to my own life. And I definitely see it in health. And in that second step, you talked about the emotion of, you know, what if you were deserving? What if, what if I could heal? And what would that feel like on the other side? How would my life change? And what would the emotion be that, that replaces that maybe negative association I was having with it? And I feel like I was able to work through that one. And as I like unknowingly to this process, but I feel like I I worked through that one and maybe just in a different way. And it was in that realization that I could heal and that I was worthy of that healing that all of a sudden the practitioner that was going to help me in that process showed up at my front, you know, proverbial front doorstep. And I started to see all these massive changes in my health and my body. And I relate to you in growing up in a pretty like middle class family household as well. And then getting to adulthood and running, starting my own business and being like, well, wait, what if I want more than that? Like what, what if I want more than what I came from and not feeling deserving of that? Like it meant something about me, like, you know, greed or selfishness or something. And that's one that I, I'm still working through a little bit that is like, no, you deserve to have surplus versus the lifestyle you are used to for the first 18 years of your life of just getting by and sometimes electricity being turned off because bills couldn't be paid and not having to have that same exact lifestyle as as parents or the in the parents I had my parents were divorced but these two different households that I grew up in so I think that's one that I could work on is like really feeling worthy and deserving of more abundance and overflow and surplus in my life that breaks a a generational pattern and allows me to break through the plateau that you talk a lot about in your work. It's like when you are stuck, when you're at a plateau, that would be a perfect time to look at these two steps and see, is this what's blocking you? A hundred percent. And you've used a few times the word worthy. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. There's a reason I, I don't use that in the book or when mm. I speak about it. A lot of people feel they're synonymous, deserving and worthiness. So that's what I feel like I've been using them synonymously, but now I'm super curious to hear your difference. Yeah. The reason I, and I even, I, I mentioned this in the book, 
the reason I don't use the word worthiness is because it's very easy growing up to think about worthiness as someone else's perspective on us. So that's okay. oftentimes religious. Like we think a deity judges us are being worthy. It could be just gender. Like, oh, as a female, it's very easy to think, oh, I'm not as worthy, let's say, as the other gender. Yeah. Um, sexual orientation, ethnicity, all of that. So oftentimes worthiness, it's easy for us to think, well, that's not up to us. That's societal or religion or something above me, but deservingness is my choice. Mm -hmm. And something that's your choice, you have power over and you can change. So that's why, like, if you're listening to this, I want you to really focus on not whether you think you're worthy or not, mm -hmm. but whether or not you believe you deserve having it. And again, mm -hmm. nothing is set in stone. So if you admit right now, yeah, I, I don't believe I deserve it because that seems too good to be true. It's not stamped on you it's changeable and it's got to be the, the first step before you know finding the right path the yeah. path will open up when you flip that switch from undeserving to deserving or really when you just start reducing the undeserving yeah. you don't have to you don't it doesn't have to be a full full-on black and white switch i'm really glad you brought that up and distinguished between those two and even when I say them, when I verbalize those words, there's a different energy, like a, a slight different frequency to each of them when I say them and how it, I'm just observing myself in this moment of like, it's actually easier for me to say worthy than it is for me to say deserving. So like, Ooh, there's something to look into, right? Like it, that in my own process, in my own internal self-talk of what if I, practice using that word deserving more often and what results could that bring into you know my own life as well as the life of everyone who's listening absolutely and and you know when you just said that about how can it make a difference in others just some quick quick tips so the deserving process is the main tool like hey you you do this every day you're gonna see massive shifts starting on the inside meaning you're just going to feel less of the negative emotions around whatever you're dealing with. And then you're going to see externally, whether it's you're taking new steps, people coming into your life, new ideas, things changing. It's just, it, it's going to happen. But outside of the, the main process is being a contribution to others in this sense. So we all know someone in our life who's struggling somewhere or who's mm -hmm. stuck somewhere just letting them know that you believe they deserve what they want and getting through what they're dealing with is twofold. One, it's going to make a difference that person. Just hearing that, you know, out of the blue, they didn't expect you to say it. Of course, hopefully you're, you're honest and you mean it. You do believe they deserve it. But hearing that is going to give them a boost of deserving belief. Yeah. Two is that you can't give away what you don't have. So no matter how strong you may feel your undeserving belief is in one area, you've got great deserving beliefs in other areas. Again, your deserving belief isn't like over encompassing on your whole life. It's set in every different area of your life. And in every area, there's a thousand of them. So when you tell someone that you believe they deserve to get what they want, it's strengthening 
your own deserving belief to wherever you want to apply it in your life. So yeah. like you, you, the, the saying, you can't give away what you don't have. Um, like you can't give love if you don't have love. So if you're contributing to other people's deserving belief, it's going to give you the ability to strengthen and create yours even better. So that's what I'd say you know, as, a, as a, just a quick takeaway after listening to this, who can you call, text, email, contribute in a way that you know, letting them know they deserve it mm-hmm. will make a difference for them. Even if it just makes them feel good, that's mm-hmm. worth it enough as a contribution. Mm-hmm. And, and then take, you know, take a chance and and start doing the deserving process. And Mm -hmm. even just after the first 20 minute session, and this again, deserving process is something you do on your own by yourself. You don't need to get on the phone with me or interact with anyone. Um, You'll see a shift internally. And, Mm -hmm. and my goal is that that gets you to keep doing it. So then you see the real bigger shifts in days or weeks or months later. Mm. I'm definitely going to go listen to that audio yeah. on your website and see how, well, just like what comes up for me. I'm so curious and I'm like so here for it because the shadow work and looking at the spots that are not as, you know, uh, on the outside as sexy and appealing to myself uh, to look at and to confront have ended up being the biggest moments of transformation for me to really, to look at those parts that are uh, that we can easily back away from and run away from about ourselves. So I'm excited to try it out. Josh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience today? And please let us know also how to find the book and to get in, in connection with you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find the book and the free audio at drjoshwagner.com. So it's drjoshwagner.com. And really what I'd love to leave you with, again, assuming you're listening to this because you want to see a transformation, you want to see a change, whether it's in your health, your life, business, um, there's no inherent reason. I don't care how you grew up, what happened to you, what your ethnicity or gender is, there's no inherent reason that you don't deserve what you're going for. If you're alive on this planet, in this world, and what you want exists, there's no inherent reason that you don't deserve experiencing it or having it. Mm. So go get it. As a perfect note to end on, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. And thank you for all you do, Sarah. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And as a reminder, I have a free guided hypnosis for you that helps support cellular healing, more specifically to boost and heal the immune system and start to just retrain the body's habits and patterns that may not be as supportive or may not be working as efficiently or effectively for you to heal in your body, in your mind, in your energy, in your whole freaking life. So in order to get access to this free guided hypnosis, simply go over to iTunes, share your honest feedback on the Uncensored Empath podcast, and make sure to screenshot your review. Then email it over to Sarah with an H at autoimmune tribe.com and in return i will email you your free guided hypnosis thank you so much in advance for your support and i'll talk to you next time